Don't touch this table. Wait. Oh, Press it. Are these dry fit? These are something like that. What's going on with my champion? Is it go time? You guys see it? I think it's go time. Are you sure? I thought you were going to Press the button. Dude, you, I told you to give me a second. Heads up. It's alive. Guys, we have the most packed house we've ever had before. Come on in. Do we all fit on the screen? Do we all fit? Yeah. Wait, where's Matt? Matt, you gotta come in. Yeah, oh, you're, oh you, wait, you're gonna come in later? You're gonna come in for MLB or I'll just stay on. Here, we'll scoop, we'll scoop this over. Oh, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, let's scoot it over just a little bit. Yeah. Please, we gotta get Matt in there. You got plenty of room here. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, plenty of room. Do you want any? 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 Yeah. All right, guys, welcome back to the JMB podcast. I am Bobby Levine. We have the most packed house tonight we've ever had before. Jackson Schroeder, my right hand man, sitting to my right, your left, folks. Duncan Goldberg, he is Jewish like myself. Happy birthday, Jackson. Wait, you're sitting 5,778? Something like that. It's a lot. Me and my old roommate, Matt Harrington, over there, he brought his buddy. So, we'll say it one more time. Juwan Tai. Juwan Tai. Juwan Tai. I gotta get this down pat. Juwan Tai. I knew his last name was T-Y-E, like the, the tight end pullback for the Giants. William Tai. That's right. <laughs> Shane Gazin and Max McDoon to my left, folks. We have a lot of stuff we're going to talk about for this podcast. We're going to talk about the MLB first, then we're going to switch over to the NBA. We haven't had Matt on in a while. So maybe June? Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker's the last time we had him on. Uh, we have a lot of NBA talk to talk about, and then we're going to finish this up with college football and some NFL. So why don't we dive into the MLB? Uh, we have let's start off with Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton. Mike Stanton. Don Carlos, what yeah. they call him now, <laughs> hit his 56th home run today. It was a two-run absolute laser beam out of the stadium. It took like two seconds to get out of there. Uh, I'm sharing it. Share it. You turn off the music. I don't know why I'm doing that. Alright, here we go. There we go. <laughs> is he your is he a MVP in the NL? Oh, there's no doubt about it. No. I mean, I've got a lovely argument for Joey Votto because I love Joey Votto. Yeah. And he's done statistically, but how can you not give a guy who's hit 56 home runs the most valuable player award? And it is possible that this guy uh, hits that 60 mark. And, and that in itself. He's going for the Maris record. I would love for him to touch that Maris record. That would be a lot of fun for baseball. This year has been a lot of fun for baseball. Lots of home runs. But he's my MVP. Yes. Who's your MVP in the NL? Oh, man. It's tough to go against John Carlos Stanton, especially when he's gone on the tears that he's gone on this year. But he is playing on a Miami team that is not going to make the playoffs. I think you have to consider that when you're talking about MVP uh, considerations here. Uh, are you really impacting the game when it matters? I mean, he's he clearly, clearly, the, clearly, the month I mean, of August, though, he carried, he's he carried the whole team. Yeah, I mean, he, he put them back in the conversation for a time being, and that's something that's hard to do uh, with that Miami organization. They're kind of a mess. So uh, that is uh, definitely something to consider when you're talking about John Carlos Stanton. Um, and, and remember one thing. The tragic loss of Jose Fernandez makes the conversation with Miami Marlins completely different. They, they would have and been that's why he's my MVP. Yes. Because... 
Yeah, no one can plan that's for a that. Starter, that's a starter that loses that wins 15 games every year for you. Easy, yeah. easy. That's this is not a young candidate. Every, right every, single, right year, every yeah. single year. And you put him in a 15-win category and then mm -hmm. put, add that to the Marlins, they're a playoff contender right there. Yeah. In San I think right that's there. a story that's easily forgotten. It, even it, yeah. Just a year after it uh, you know, occurred. Not even. Not, not, not even. No, yeah, exactly. Right there. Right. Not, so many, not so many people. Are He's the only thing besides the Nationals going on in that in that in the uh, NL East right there. You've got the Marlins twenty games behind um, the Nationals, and that is the, they're in second place too. That's but that you're not going to But no one on the, the Nationals has an MVP status. Bryce Harper's been out for the last yeah. month because of injury. No, Bryce, I'm saying, but he's he, he's an MVP because he makes. Something he's something else going yes, on in, in the East right there. No, you're right. Without them, you've only got the Nationals, who really aren't going to even be that great. great. You had Trey Turner who went on a tear at the beginning of the season, and then also got hurt in late June. And then you had uh, Freddie Freeman who was going off MVP wise until he got he broke his hand at the very end of May. Yeah. Uh, even though his numbers are great still, the only guy that has been healthy pretty much in the NL the entire season is Giancarlo. Yeah, you have Ar Arnado down in Colorado, but. In my opinion, if you just stick him on the Marlins team by himself without John Cole there, well, he's also batting in Colorado, so yeah, you, you have to make 10 home runs. That's true. Right? You, you have to do that, too. And, and, and Miami's ballpark is not an easy ballpark. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's like one of the hardest. They fences in, but it's still a really hard park to hit. Just yeah. 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 Well, these are these are no doubters. So it's not like no. they just stay on that. stay on that top of that with home runs. The MLB not. this year has now broken the MLB yeah. record, record for most home runs. It's like season. almost a month left, or not month, like two, two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. And they just broke it last night. And you're looking at it now, moving forward. This isn't the steroid era. It's clearly not, unless somebody really figured out the physics well, of, of missing tests. It's so, also yeah. striking out more than we've ever yeah. seen before, yeah. too. So yeah. it's they're, they're swinging as hard as they can. That's what happens when you're bit. getting guys that are throwing faster than they've ever thrown before, getting guys that are swinging bats faster than they've ever swung a bat before. And without going to travel. Yeah, you have guys who say, I think the ball is used. And guess what? I agree with them. The ball is juiced with an extra two, three miles an hour when it's coming into the strike zone. Yes. And that's going to make a huge difference. Physics. And it does. <laughs> yeah, crazy physics. It's, it's a science just, lesson. It's like, the, it's like the deflated football. Physics, right? Yeah, physics, that's right. Now, we're looking at the NL right now. Pretty much every division is wrapped up besides the Central. You have the Nationals, 20 games up, as you just said. They're literally one game away from Lynch, or one, they're magic number. That's what they call it. The, the magic number. The magic number is down pretty much one right now in the East. The Dodgers falling off the map, but they're still probably going to win the division nine and a half games up with about two and a half weeks left. The Chicago Cubs have a three and a half game lead over the Brewers and then six over the Cardinals. So you can pretty much give them the division right now unless they have a, a, a horrible fall off. The wild cards are what come, is going to come down to, excuse me, I can't even talk right now. The Diamondbacks and the Rockies have pretty much held the entire year. Is there going to be any change there? We'll start on this side. Duncan and Matt. Matt you know. I would say I don't know how much. I mean, the Rockies have played decent. I mean, good baseball almost all year long. If they started out really hot, they're coming back down to earth a little bit, but they still got Nolan. And I mean, they're playing in a ballpark that suits what they're trying to do. And uh, I mean, I don't know if their schedule is going down the, there, the road, but I mean, Milwaukee's not that great of a baseball team. They don't have much going on for them. They, I mean, they pitch pitchers that are not like. They're eight to the last ten. They're trying to make a move right yeah, now. They're, they're single game behind the Rockies. Uh, I don't even think they have a guy who's hitting. I don't know if Milwaukee even has a guy that's hitting like above two ninety. 
can tell. They, they got a lot though. They have Thames. They've He's got been Ron. terrible. Thames has just been god. It just takes one game though, and wild cards. Shaw. I mean, I, I'd be Shaw. Shaw. Okay, there you go. Shaw. He's their best player. And I wouldn't say he's their best player, but he's definitely up there. I mean, who else do they have? Braun. They have Thames. I mean, pitching staff's been their bullpen's been lights out. They got Swarzak from the the from the White Former side. twin right there, let everybody know that. He was terrible. Yeah. Anderson, Anderson is on my fantasy team. He's been unreal. He just pitched yesterday, or two days ago, excuse me. He threw, let's see, yeah, I'm going to give you the stat once it pops up. Uh, six innings of shutout baseball, five hits, eight Ks. They won the game, I think, 2 nothing against the Pirates. 1-0. Yeah. But who do you want to see in that? Who do you yeah. want to see? You don't want to see, see Big Bash. Uh, the question is what's the most exciting? Yeah, what's the, the most fun? But it doesn't matter about Arizona and Colorado. Yeah, yeah. But you I mean, no matter what, the game's going to be playing in Arizona, and then it's going to come down to can someone be cranky? Because that's what he's paid for is a one-game show shootout right now, and that's who he's going to get. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, part of me is, thinks that either it becomes a shocking because I think most of us think it'll be it'll be like two teams that are just bombing the ball down the field in college football. The baseball equivalent, it's gonna be lots and lots of runs. It's gonna be it's like an eleven like ten though. game. No. But but the fact of the matter is is that we know it's gonna be a pitching duel. Yes. It is gonna be a pitching duel. The Rockies have yeah. one of the best pitching managers in the major leagues in Bud Black, so you gotta consider that too. Wonderful he's done, great he's done a lot yes. with a little bit uh, considering Colorado's rotation very young, uh, inexperienced, uh, and he's really kept them afloat the entire year by employing a uh, you know a tribute. Uh, he will be very creative. The good thing, though, the good thing for the Diamondbacks is they get to sit Granky prior five games because yeah. they're already so far ahead. The Rockies are going to have to pitch everybody in the order that they need to. They're only one game back there. But they're no, they're half game above the Brewers. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like they have to continue winning while. Arizona, I mean, they're five games ahead, so they don't really have to worry about it nearly as much. And once it gets to those final five games, they're like, hey, we're going to rest Grinky for this first game, the one-game playoff, while the Rockies are probably still going to be starting John Gray in order to make sure they make it. And that's the guy who they probably want going in their first game when he might not even be available for them. If you want to look at closures, if it gets down the wire, because last year we had the uh, Baltimore Orioles, who had one of the best closers. <laughs> yeah, Collins right over here. He's coming in for the NFL talk. Your closer last year, what's what's his name? Zach Britton. Zach Britton was the number one closer. Did not blow a save pretty much the entire season. Never was used in the entire game of the wild card because yeah, they were going to save him if they would have won that game, yeah, which it, 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 it backfired. <laughs> you can't you yeah, can't do that. Corey Corey Gable, the closer for the Brewers, has a one two nine ERA. He's got thirty seven saves. And fantasy numbers wise, he's the third best player. <coughs> the goal is going to be to get to him. Get to him, but if you get to him the seventh inning, use him. I, no, no, you no, have no. to use him when you can. But would you rather have him or Francisco Rodriguez going to that bullpen? That because that's the closer for the Diamondbacks. And you know what? Game. I'm going with Corey Gnedel. Yeah. So that, that's my opinion of where I stand. It matters about bullpen. You see it every single year. Teams with hot offenses coming in and they can't hit the ball because the pitching is stellar. You have to have three good stars. Now, if the Diamondbacks get by that one-game wild card game, Robbie Ray. they are the number one pitching staff, in my opinion, in the entire right now. They are very dangerous, and watch out for them. They're healthy. They're healthy, so watch out for the Diamondbacks. Dude, the pitching staff I'd be worried about in the playoffs is the Twins. Get out of here. You guys have a Bartolo? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bartolo Clone. He's had some He just got wrecked today. Was it today? Yeah, they gave up like 11 runs. Let's go, no, let's go to the AL, because this is your side of territory. Yeah. Uh, you guys are playing the Yankees right now for the wild card. Yeah, we just got swept. You got, you got, well, you lost swept, it. just straight. And there was the first two games they easily could have won if they just would have made the right, did the right things. One hit with bases loaded, basically. They did. They lost first two, and then they got smoked today. 
they're you stole a game of a game above or the, the Angels, Angels, and the Angels play Cleveland tonight. So normally I am a hated Cleveland guy, but well, I, I am know. rooting for Cleveland to just <laughs> destroy the Angels in every single game. So I mean, it's kept, but I knew at a, like it was about a month ago, or once they started that, like since the third, once they started winning like ten in a row, I was like, well, we're not catching them. Like, yeah, they're they're not going to be caught. So just please somehow make the play the wild. And they want a lot Speaking of a quietly scary team, that if they uh, win or if they slide in, the Angels I think are quietly. Scary. That's what I was going to say. Mike Trout yeah. has not been the postseason. This guy's been one of the. I mean, if not the he number one player. No, he's never been to the postseason. The thing is, he, they only have one pitcher, right? They only have uh, what's his name, Richards, Garrett Richards. Yeah, he's, he's, he's their yeah, and he's their only like he's their, unless you want Ricky Nolasco going, and trust me, you don't want Ricky Nolasco going. And I mean, who else do they have other than that? I don't let know. Me the, let me go. Alex Myers. They made, they made a lot of additions at deadline to bolster their lineup, but they did yeah. nothing to improve their. I mean, they do. Yeah, yeah they have so lots in. That you really yeah, have to get they have Skaggs, yeah. Richards, Skaggs and Alaska's, and Alaska's the number one. The bullpen's been an absolute disaster this year. Yeah, yeah. they've had they've had a, 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 a closer by committee, mm-hmm. but their their the lineup in general is just loaded. No, no their lineup. They got Rand Phillips that traded the deadline was huge. I guess it was after the waiver. It was in August. They got uh, Maldonado, who was the Brewers' catcher last year. C.J. Cron at first. Phillips, who's been a, on a tear this past year, offensive-wise. Uh, Simmons has been a monster. Simmons has yeah. been the number one shortstop. Quite the season. most underrated uh, player. Luis Valbuena at third. Yeah. Upton in left. Trout in center. And Calhoun in right. And then you can have Ben Revere come off or EYJ. And then you got some uh, small bases. They, the, what, did they, what did they used to call Pujols again? What was it? The machine. Then they have the machine. Oh, they have him. The, the broken game. machine right yeah, now. Yeah. By the way, on a so side note, just a correction. Uh, Trout has played the playoffs in 14. No, no. Oh, swept by the Royals, swept, swept, swept by the Royals, and he was one for twelve with a home run. Oh, one, 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 one hit, hit home run. It was a home run. Two, two <laughs> runs. Right. No, 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 it was a solo shot. Solo shot. Solo, solo shot. man. Okay, yeah. three walks and caught stealing. So yeah. Yeah, that's why Mike Schultz is still there. Definitely yeah. a dangerous that, that, that one season. Yeah. One season. I think it's going to be hard to beat the Indians, though. I mean, in a, in a oh, five, well, seven game series, that team is just on. Well, don't well, forget about Houston, please. Yeah, I mean, no. You can't I mean, talk about a, a pitching staff that you has, you know, you know, come together at the right time. But do you do you do you trust do you trust Kluber, uh, Salazar, and Carrasco or Bauer more than you trust? Uh, Verlander, Keuchel, Fears. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I think that both of those. Are, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think even Verlander has been yeah, the, the move from Detroit to Houston for Verlander yeah. was huge. It's a because, it, because it and it had nothing to do with um, you know the location. What it had to do with being around winners. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that yeah. Yeah. He, he goes out. He game with the probability of probably winning more than he did. Yeah. For both of those teams, it's not just about the bullpen though. You see so much in baseball now where it's just home run or great pitching. You know that's what baseball has kind of turned yeah. into. But the Astros and the Indians can do the little. They things. can do the little things, yeah. and they're kind of like you've got Lindor, of course, who's just breaking records already. Jose Altuve is phenomenal. I mean, you got, you, the middle infields for both those teams are incredible. Oh, yeah. You have Lindor Ramirez, and you have Altuve and Correa. Those are yeah. four guys who will be in the MVP conversation 
at some point in their careers. I'll give you that. And, and at least two of them, I think two of them will win it. Well, I think Lindor will win, be the first one. If not, Lindor, Altuve might win Altuve, it this year. Uh, Altuve, Altuve, Altuve is going to win it this year. I don't think there's any chance. And Correa will Altuve. win one. And He's batting like 370. I mean, right the, 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 the lineups are pretty much identical. I mean, the starting pitching on both sides is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. You look at the, the, the Astros, they have Verlander, Keuchel, McCullough Jr., Morton, and McHugh. Call McHugh's kind of the bullpen. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. stupid. I'm not. I'm not. McHugh's is a I'm not. His ERA has been all, always over four. Yes. It, 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 but he wins a lot of baseball yes. games because the Astros yes. score yeah. runs. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm not worried about McHugh. And the McHugh's not going to be used unless the matchup yeah. bodes well for them. He's a matchup. Guy. I mean, the, those three, the three pitchers that you need, and sometimes you do need a fourth in a seven game, like that, that sometimes come into play. Those two teams have four guys that they can throw out and be like confident they're going to win. Oh, he pitched, he pitched last night five innings, five hits, one run, one walk, and five strikeouts against Is that, I mean, that's a playoff stat line. That's fine. That's fine. If you can give me five innings, even one yeah. run, you're putting yourself in an opportunity to win a ball game. Yeah. That's going to be a playoff stat line. What, so it's, it's uh, I know it's Verlander and it's uh, what's Keuchel? Keuchel. And then Mohamed McCullers. McCullers. Is he pitching better than he did before he went on the DL? Yes. More importantly, I could care less oftentimes about what guys' numbers are. In oh, you know he can pitch. Yeah, when, you know he can pitch. When you get to the playoffs, the question to me is, is do you know he can pitch? Yeah. Bertolo Colon, he's the type of guy that you're concerned. You know, yeah. his numbers during the regular season, but you're that also, will tell you what he'll do in the postseason yes. because he doesn't have the, necessarily the stuff in yeah, now, right? Whereas McCullers, you're like, this guy, he's got it. He's he can got blow it. by you. Yeah. He can throw 98. He can and throw if he's got it that night, you're not going to hit him more than two. It's like Bauer. Even if Bauer yeah. wouldn't have gotten stronger this year, uh-huh. now he looks great. But even if he wouldn't have gotten stronger, I'd be very confident. Yeah, he's got it. He's got the stuff where that, that curveball breaks, and you're like, oh my God. It's nasty. Let's go down the line right now and pick up your, your World Series winner right now. Right now? Before we go to the NBA, yeah. Just right now, without going through the playoffs, who's your right baseball. now on September twentieth with two weeks left in the season? Baseball is so hard to pick. It's like it's like you anyone. Have, you have twelve teams big for me. I know. You have it's, it's, it's if I had to say a team, it's Cleveland, and I hate saying it, but it's Cleveland, Cleveland. Washington, Arizona, Houston. All right, we got. I mean, oh, yeah. everyone picked everyone. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're coming back. It's always next year. Always next Are year. they out of it yet? They're about to catch the Pirates there for the seller. Actually, the Reds have played phenomenal the past two didn't, months. Yeah, uh, wasn't didn't the Pirates almost oh get to five hundred? What? Like, they were close. Yeah, like a yeah. month and a half ago. They, they, wow. were, they were at five hundred uh, when they won like twelve yeah. or thirteen games, and like still that game and a half, two games of the Cubs. Pirates are about to be the last place in the NL Central. What, what's, what's, what's their record? They're, they're one and a half above us. Yeah. They lost seven in a row. Wow. Seven in a row. Twelve of the last thirteen. Wow. Try losing twenty-two in a row. Let's go. Yeah, the Indians fans. Oh, yeah. They don't lose. All right. Let, let's go. Now let's go to the NBA. What happened? You got, you got a comment? No, no. Screen went black. Uh-huh. No, still doing still get baby mama. Yeah, that's what my roommate did. He came down and shut off the, the, the podcast. With the I was like, what are you doing? Quick, quick time for the All right, guys, we're moving on to the NBA topics. If you got any questions, please ask right here. We've got Matt Harrison, our main guy. You wanna sure will. What do you want to talk about? So, Juwan, you want to come in? Talk about some NBA? What's up, bro? So I come in. Yeah, come on in. Let's go. Here, snag my spot because I don't know anything about the NBA. You coming in for football, though? Yeah, I'll come back in. Okay. We'll swap out. We'll swap out. We got Juwan Ty. Is this your roommate? New no, that's my guy. He, uh, he just transferred here. Oh, from where? 
got uh, Ohio Wesleyan University. Oh, oh, Will, right? Oh, Will. Oh, Will. That's a thing? Yeah, they, they told oh, Will. Hey. <laughs> so now we got our NBA talk. We haven't had Matt on in over a month. I don't think the last time, I don't think uh, Kyrie was shipped yet. No, no. He was we not. Speculating what was speculating going on. what was going to happen. It is now final. The Boston Celtics have acquired Kyrie Irving. Sorry for all you Cleveland fans out there, but man, this going to be a change of, of guard in the, in the Eastern Conference. They gave up some uh, some playmakers, but I don't know how long it's going to be till uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas is going to play again. So, who won this trade, and what's going on? In the, in Honestly, this? I think Cleveland wins this trade. Uh, not for the simple fact because you know they have the next draft pick, uh, but they also everybody sleep, is sleeping on uh, Jay Crowder, okay, who's a great, great ball good defender, three and D, baby. great ball, three and D ball defender. He can stretch the floor. He can play a four position. He's six six on a good good day. <laughs> People say six seven, six six, blah, blah blah. But he can hold his own. He has that attitude. He might be the own. he might be the best three and D player. Like he might literally be the best. Or yeah. If you have him in the matchup with Draymond Green, that's a very good matchup to watch throughout the whole game. Yeah, Draymond Green. Um, so I definitely think that Cleveland wins. Also, I think Cleveland wins because I think Kyrie. Nobody wants to say, it, but I think Kyrie was a cancer in the locker room. I know. I, I'm with you there. I I don't think he wanted to be there. I think he was again tired of being in the shadow of LeBron. I've got a different take on. I've got yeah. a different take on. Let's see what you take on. You're a Cleveland right. fan. I'm a Cleveland fan, and I think that we lost the trade. Thank you. Here's I said we lost the trade too. You lost the best here's, player. Best here's player. why. Here's why. We get all these additions. We get the. We got like five things from it, including draft picks and everything. But when it comes down to it, what Cleveland is missing is the ability to uh, go five on five and contend and beat the Warriors, right? Yes. So it comes down to the last <laughs> comes down to the last five minutes of the game. You got Isaiah Thomas in there instead of Kyrie Irving. You've got your five best at your best. Five foot five guy. At, at your best, you've got at your best, you've got a worse team than you did without. Without Kyrie, that's why I think we lost that. Then, what's your What's your opinion on that? Absolutely, I think that uh, I think Boston got the best of this trade. That's what he said. Uh, yeah, I think they got a leader. Yes. Uh, I think that they got. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was a leader, but I don't think he just couldn't do it. He, he can't win you a championship. He can't win you a championship. He's too small. Well, that team of Boston was not designed to win the championship. But now it is though. This was uh, Jason Tatum and. Yes. I, I, Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Cle- Cleveland didn't win this trade this year. Boston won the trade this year. Yes. If Cleveland resigns IT, they, they can resign LeBron. We're not even going to resign LeBron. If they, if they, no, no, no. If they sign, five LeBron, years down the line, they resign LeBron. They resign IT, and they get Michael Porter Jr. They won this trade. So that means, I mean, the thing well, is, though, they have yeah. to re-sign LeBron. They don't re-sign LeBron this year. The trade doesn't mean anything. Well, yeah, but LeBron is your main player. But you're banking on him staying because you're not banking. He's, you're you're banking on him not blowing his legacy like an idiot. What's that's that's basically a whole LeBron. LeBron zero. Zero percent chance. You are very optimistic. If he leaves, if he leaves, he ruins his legacy. In, in all in total, like no, no seventy-five percent of Cleveland's. No, he came to Cleveland and did what he said. What do you think LeBron said? Yes or no? I think it all comes down to the draft pick. They have to draft pick. They get Michael Porter. And then Michael Porter or any other top pick who looks good in college basketball that year, he's staying. But 
If they have a low draft pick, if that if the Nets do actually like really well make the playoffs, then LeBron's gone. Playoffs? Man, the East is really it's bad, but they're really bad. Right. The Sixers and the Nets, watch out for them. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this right now. You have Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, and Kyrie. Those three alone, I think, are better than LeBron and whoever else is with them. No, no, no. Stop no, it. No, Stop. No, no, no. That's fake. Your center right now for the Cavs is Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson got out-rebound by 11 rebounds by Steph Curry in the finals. That is not a center. He's been, he's a glorified sort of $40 million, or it was an $80 million paycheck, whatever he got, and he's just worth nothing. You want him as your center? I'd take Al Warford. He's got James Okay, Al Warford. He can be LeBron James, Booby Gilbson, and Zildrunas Algauskas. He's better than that. He's still better than those. Yeah. What else is going on in the NBA, man? Um, so we have a couple. We have Katie's tweets. Oh, that's a good story. Ooh, let's get this. All right, let's go to that one. Because okay, for people that are just been on our rock for the last forty-eight hours, there was some tweets that came out. Direct some fan directed them at uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant. Pretty much said that I don't like you because you left. And then supposedly Kevin Durant. Tweeted back at the guy, but with his personal account in third person. In third person, <laughs> so making making it seem like he had fake accounts about other fans. That you know what? If someone's gonna tweet at me, I'm gonna tweet at him with this account, so it doesn't make me look as bad. But he forgot to put take it off his own personal account. Okay, so it was so, so that did act. So it wasn't him talking third person. It was. Yeah, it I was, mean, that's so, that's just a speculation. It's just speculation. That's all we can do. Is so he just. So I, thought he, I thought he admitted person. that he. Was fake. He didn't really address the fact that you know, he, said, he just came out and people asked him why to do that. And he says, I play basketball, I have acne, I play Xbox yeah. with my buddies, I'm a person. Like I, I, I can hear this stuff as much as you guys like said it out to me. He hears everything. I mean these he fans apologize. Yeah. Let him hear it, man. Let him hear it. Honestly, yeah. so, I think it was KD. But um, when it comes to Twitter, I think, you know, he gets a lot of criticism, obviously, because yes. he left. Um, I think he was just having fun with it. You know, he, he did he, he spoke as if he was speaking in third person, yes. and you know he made it seem like he wasn't on the account, and somebody was speaking for him. Yes, and it gave him a reason to say why he left the, the organization of the Oklahoma City Thunder without actually saying. It. If you get what I'm saying. Okay, I'm now, Juwan, what, what's your what's your opinion <laughs> on this thing? Uh, I just I just think that I just think that it, that was like a coward move. Mm-hmm. Um, he talking bad about the uh, OKC organization. Okay. Um, he like catfished himself. Like it, it was. It, I, I didn't like that. It was. I think it was real coward. I just um, want to know what it's like to be that famous. Yeah, like you gotta realize, no, none of us will ever like, be that famous. Where you walk around and they know you exactly who you are, who you play for, your stats. Like no one's gonna know my stats from right. when I played. I mean, you have, you have to be the top ten most popular person in America. Well, she is athlete wise, one hundred percent. And so when that happens. Every single day, you're, 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 you get on Twitter, you want to check something out, and you, your feed is blowing up. People are saying that how much they hate you because you did this and that. At the end of the day, it's a business. Dude, do you know what would happen if LeBron did this? You know oh, what would oh, oh, that'd be so great. You'd be so great. He should do it. He should do it. That'd be great. If it, I mean, I, yes, all about like 360 yeah. degree coverage by ESPN. But did his wife say? <laughs> I, in my opinion, it's fine. It's Twitter. It's social media. You gotta do whatever you want. Like that, unless you're not coming at someone saying something mean about their race or anything like that. And he was defending himself. 
you're allowed to defend yourself. I mean, at this point, it's to the point where he's want to change him. It really just it really comes down to whether or not he's trying to harbor ill will toward his old coach and his old teammates. I mean, if he's you know content with the fact that he called them out, then it's one thing. But to say that he felt really bad about doing it and still you know not necessarily curbing the act itself, it really doesn't justify it for me. So. Uh, if he would have came out and said, "Yeah, I did it," and like I, I stand by the words I said, I would have been like, "Yo, that came." I would respect him. Yeah, exactly. But, but him, him trying to defend it while also not really apologizing for like the tweet itself, I guess. Twitter is the devil. No, I, I can't make this up. Did you read? Did you read that thing about Eddie Lacy today? About how he yeah. just fat shamed yeah, everything. Like, he will tweet. He he can tweet something, be like having a great day, and he said within like the next twenty five seconds. He will get a reply about someone fat shaming him. But why be on social media? Why be on social media? You are a multi-millionaire. Why be on social media? Because it's fine. I'm not saying that he should be fat shaming. I'm not saying. Listen, listen. I'm not saying that he should be fat shaming. But all I'm saying is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Why should why should he be on social media? Is the question now. What'd you say? No. Kevin Griffin came out today and said he's disappointed himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I know, oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just, to clarify. It's just, the Twitter's a devil. What I'm saying is that they just need it's to a devil in general. People get bullied on there all day. It's terrible. It is terrible. And unfortunately, get off of it. Don't be a bully. He said, he said, I played a little too much, like, into the tweets, and that's blank. It's really hurting me. Like, mm-hmm. I, you're getting roasted every day by these fans that don't know you. That's a good thing. Here's how I To know that I affected Billy Dunn with Thunder, like, those people, I love it. It doesn't and matter. The Timberwolves are winning at all, people. It doesn't matter. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Something they can say. Okay. What else we got going on here? Uh, we have. I have my sleepers and breakout players for the year. I'll right, see that. Who's your sleeper? Who's your sleeper team? Because right now, sleeper Gold, team. Is it Gold State? Is that you say? Is there definitely a sleeper team right now? Same Timberwolves. Miami Heat. You know you want a good team. What's going on, man? Same Timberwolves. Same the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Uh, <laughs> that's what they say, though. Everything, just trusting it and uh, 
winning later. They're just building it up. I, I think they're going to be something special in a couple of years. I definitely do. They've been saying that though for the last four or five years. Yeah, but now they got special. everybody that they yeah, need. They got literally a chance at a superstars with that team. I mean, they got Ben, they got Markel, and they got Joel. And all and three of those guys. They signed a big free agent. Yeah, they did. Who's your breakout player, though? Breakout player for the year? Um, it has to be D-Loaded. Nah. Ice really? in my veins, baby. You think so? Ice in my veins. Why do you say that? He's on a team. That's Buns. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I compare D'Angelo Russell to a player like James Harden. Um, okay. You know, he, he was the star player on a team that wasn't really that good. And now he's on another team that's really not that good. But, you know, this is his third year in the league. And around the time James Harden became the third, or excuse me, around the third year in the league, James Harden really started to evolve his game. That's when he won the sixth man of the year. Um, D'Angelo Russell was ahead of the curve that James Harden was on, you know. James Harden came off the bench, sixth man of the year, like I stated. And then he took his role to Houston and did what he did. D'Angelo Russell, he has the keys, he has the tools. He uh, And it's just, you know, I agree with that. I definitely like that because, like, I mean, with the Lakers last year, he had to deal with Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle. So those are guys that they're also trying to make better. But here with the Nets, He's got, like, he's got Mozgov. He's got nobody. Like, they, no, but they got four. Jeremy Lin's the point guard right now. Jamari Carroll. He's on stats, statistically, like yeah, advanced analytics. We're he's he's going to have a high yeah. PER, which is, you know, high usage of the ball. He's yeah. going to have the ball in his hands a lot of times. He's going to be playing two guard. Um, he's going to be shooting a lot as well. They're going to run almost every game through. Exactly. Ronnie Hall, Jefferson. He they need to make good He's not the shooter. He's a He's, he's a, a power slasher. He's I'm a saying they're, they're shooting guards though. They're all they are related back to Ohio at some point. There's uh-huh. Thomas D'Angelo Russell. They got Carol Silver, who came up from Columbus, who should have came here at OU, but he went to Michigan. And they got Sean Kilpatrick from Cincinnati. So. <laughs> I, I mean, they got like, every Ohio tie in there. He's yeah. from New York. He's actually from yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah, I know he's from New York. Then you got Jeremy Lin in the point guard role. You got Tim Timothy. Timothy. Timothy Mozgov. Uh-huh. Who uh, he got himself a ring. He's 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 yeah, a ring on the team. Yeah. Dude, he's not a bad player. Are we talking about bad player? What? Yeah. They're gonna be terrible. They're, you know, I think they'll be. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they should be the, the worst team. They, I don't think they'll be the worst. I don't think they'll be the worst. They like I said, I, I really expect them to be competitive in the East, and I really think that, that their draft pick that was supposed to go to Boston who traded to Cleveland. Okay. I think they're going to be not in the top five, not in the top ten, but you know somewhere in that mid range. I don't know a team that's. I mean, like if you were to give me a roster, I don't know a team that's worse than that. I mean, like, they got deloading, but... Maybe the Pacers. Pacers. They they, the Pacers also, still got Turner. <laughs> yeah, that's another breakout player who I expect uh, to go do his thing. Miles, Miles Turner. Turner. Miles Turner. This is his team. You know, they got, you know, Victor Oladipo, who's <laughs> kind of regressing right but, now. You know, he, he was expected to, you know, be the two-man guy in Oklahoma City, but no, he didn't show that. That's why he traded him. He didn't really, you know, show that he was valuable. Did they to sign them. somebody else? Too. They signed. Let's go to the Pacers. Don't know. Oh, they're gonna they're, they're, yeah, no, they're going to be bad. They should be bad. Yeah. I mean, the starting lineup for the Pacers: Thaddeus Young, yeah. Miles Turner, Bo Bojan. Bojan Bojan. Yeah. No idea who this guy is. Seven four. Victor Oladipo. Oh no no no. Bojan. Who is he talking about? Yeah. He he gets. He gets. And Darren. Collison, oh my oh, god. Oh wow. That's their point guard? That team's gonna be worse than that. Like I don't know. I don't know if Jeremy Lynn run the point than him. I mean I take either. I mean, 18 wins. 
18 wins by the Pacers? 18 wins. <laughs> what are we talking about? Wow! It's going to be a long year. For both teams. I mean, he's, 30, he's a 30-year-old point guard from UCLA. He's drafted first round, 21st he's, overall. He's uh, not. But Oladipo with the ball in his hands again, that's going to be good. He's back home in Indiana. Yeah, that's a fun story. They'll sell out a few games. Yeah, the opening week, that's so, it. They'll uh, go 2-0 in the first two games and then lose 20 straight. <laughs> After that, it'll be a, yeah, whatever. All right, well, who, who's your breakout player? My breakout player, uh, <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Oh, oh yes! Oh, Laker Nation, we're back, baby!
I really don't think that Melo is so much as a cancer in the locker room per se. I just think that he's just not vocal. I think he goes in the locker room and he does his day-to-day duty as a basketball player, he collects paychecks, and he's out the door. It's a business. Yeah, it's a business. He knows how to work his paychecks. Yeah. It's a business. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a motivator. You know, I, I think he's motivated when he has the red, white, and blue stripes on him. That is true. He does he loves playing for the Olympics. Exactly. And that's what he says. If I can go down and be a three-time or four-time Olympic gold medal, he'll yeah. take that all day. Exactly. He's winning a championship. My opinion, that'd be pretty cool to win a gold medal for your country. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's I mean, that's, that's, that's the deal. whole attitude in New York. Like, it was Phil, uh, Phil Jackson and everything. I mean, yeah. all they cared about was just getting the paycheck. Yeah, there, but there is no way right now that Melo is the 64th bet. Was that 66. one? There's just no way. He's still top 20. Like, you're telling me that now. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're telling me about future, no, I don't want Melo now because he's 33? 32. 32, 33? I, I obviously will take Lonzo over Melo right for the future if I had to pick one for the long term. But if you're telling me for a whole, just one season in order to win a championship, give me Melo. Who's I like this. I like that. I, love, I, think, I think, again, I would, I would not want to have Melo on my team, that's why he's only played for Denver, losing teams to Denver, losing teams to New York. Oh, Denver went all the way to the... Denver was pretty good when they had Melo, AI, yeah. Jerry Smith, Nene. He had leaders. He had players that made it. Kenyon Martin. Martin Kenyon. You know, if, you, if, you if you gave Melo, LeBron James, and Kevin Love, I would take that over like Lonzo, LeBron James. A, now, let, me, let me tell you this right now. There's a reason why LeBron's going to go to L.A., join Lonzo, and not want to have Carmelo come to the Cavs. He has a, he has a house in L.A. There's a reason, because he wants They have good school systems in L.A., you know? They have <laughs> <laughs> great school systems. You can get to get the bedroom. All right, let's talk, let's talk about the last thing with uh, LeBron and Kyrie before we get out of here. He came on. You want to talk about first take? Oh, uh, yeah. So, that was pretty great. much, Kyrie came on first take. You know, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. Uh, they pretty much, you know, you know, asked him the, the tough questions that I think everybody wanted to hear. He answered them, though. And Kyrie, he answered them, but it's the way he answered them, and which has me thinking that he's been talking to Kobe a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he loved Kobe. Yeah. Kobe said he says his number sec- his second favorite basketball player behind his father. Yeah, yeah. Those shoes are I cool. think Kyrie, um, he was answering them in the very, I don't want to say, Stephen A. didn't say he was answering them in a condescending way, but, you know, Kyrie was just like, you know, no, like he just one word, dry answers. It was so uh, a little bit. He's just tired of it, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, same so thing with Kevin Durant on social media. Everyone's yeah. ripping him in Cleveland. Yeah, he wouldn't get out of there. He's his own player now. He's now is playing for a young team in Boston that is rejuvenated now with him. Mm-hmm. And Brad Stevens is a coach. Mm-hmm. You're in Boston well, and, and you mm-hmm. hey, we're, you're, you're out of the Cleveland, the, the northeast part of Ohio that just. Sucks the living everything out of you. So does Boston. Boston's a winning city. Everywhere you look is winning. You have you have the goat. You've got the goat there. Yeah, but they have nothing else besides besides the Browns during during that season, and they're horrible. You go to Boston, you got the goat and Tom Brady there playing next to you. You got the Boston. I mean, they're still in the same city. You look it up. You're oh, where are you going to Sunday? Oh, I want to see Kyrie. Oh no, I want to see Tom Brady. Those are two great athletes. And then you also have the Bruins who always make the playoffs. So, and, I mean, the Red Sox, and the Red Sox are going to be in the postseason once again come October and November. So did you guys hear what uh, Stephen A. said in like his hot take the day after what is Kyrie? That? So after the Kyrie interview, he waited like a day after, and he, his saying was so great. And I've, I've never been this like excited about Stephen A. as a journalist in like <laughs> 10 years. Well, he, wrote this article he, he actually said something that was like, 
what? I have to think about this? He, he, he's, he, at, he, he was telling the people, he's like, Kyrie was telling us, don't just ask me. Ask what happened and what LeBron did. Yeah. Because he was basically saying, yeah, I had some part in this, but I wasn't the only one. And there's a, there's a reason why I'm going. Are you saying LeBron wanted him out? Yeah, there's there, Stephen A was basically everything falls back on LeBron. Look down. Look, I wrote the article. When have when yeah, have when, has, when no when has anyone asked LeBron and LeBron said anything about this? We're still we still waiting on what LeBron has to say about my this. my whole thing on this whole situation is that Kyrie knew that he wanted to leave, and he got pushed further toward wanting to leave. Every single time that LeBron said, "We need another ball handler. We need something better. We don't have what it takes." Oh, he done did always do this, that. This organization isn't making enough moves. He's publicly upset with what the organization would do. Mm -hmm. And if you're Kyrie Irving, you got drafted to the Cavs. You see the organization and everything they've done to appease LeBron. What they do? Yeah. All right, Wiggins yeah. and Kyrie. Yeah. That could be a really, really good team. Yeah. Right. All right, they're gone. K Love is in. Mm -hmm. All right, we got rid of Wiggins, our number one draft pick. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we brought in Kevin Love for you. You know, Kyrie stays on for you. You know, we we get rid of the head coach for you. Yeah. I think Kyrie just saw move after move that was controlled by LeBron, and he knew, and he got tired of it. Yeah. And I don't think that it had to do with LeBron saying he wanted Kyrie out. What it had to do with Kyrie was finally like, fine, I'm gonna make a decision for myself. Instead, and my decision for myself is I'm going to go to Boston, a city that's going to love that I'm going there. Yeah. Yes. Boston is super excited about it. They have the best chance they've had in years, years to win a championship with Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. And this is going to be a team that competes in the East. The loss of Jay Crowder hurts a little bit, but I think that uh, Boston a has no, uh, a two, bringing in two playmakers and losing it. Because this is what you have to look at as Boston said to itself, okay, we're, we lose Jay Crowder. But but our trade and Avery Bradley, but our trade in is that we are getting Gordon Hayward, we are getting Kyrie Irving. Do not tell me that the swap two for two, two is better, was yeah. not better. Now don't I mean I guarantee you if you can hold on to Jay Crowder, wow. Now now you got a really dangerous team, but they could. They could. Well, we don't know how good Jason Tatum is. He, he shows up and, and plays as a great rookie, mm -hmm. and you're getting him off the bench with this team they got now. They started. I don't think so. Oh, no, no, excuse me. He's going off the bench because yeah. we got Mark Morris Moore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I'm saying if you have those five and you have a great rookie that can stay and learn from these guys that are, 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 are veterans above him. Well, he's going to learn fast. That's fine, though. I'd rather take that lineup over the Cleveland lineup that's going to be cancer. But the expectation in no, Boston this year is not championship or bust. No. In Cleveland, it is. It is, yes. And that's yes. what makes it. You know, it, LeBron James has played at championship or bust every year. Same thing with if you have Kevin Durant on your team, it's championship well, or bust. Well, then, is next year championship or bust with, with Boston? Yes. Because yes. LeBron will be out like the next. wide open. But what if he stays? He's if LeBron stays. But even if LeBron stays, then yes, the pressure is still a little bit off it. Boston becomes a team that wants to get to the Eastern Conference. If that's the case, I guarantee the pressure will eventually be on with Boston. But don't make it. I think by the year let's, three, let's break it's it down. Guaranteed. Let's break it down right here. We still have the Eastern Conference Finals from last year, and whether these teams are different, whether you've got Kyrie and you know you've got the switch, everything, but. That Cleveland team yeah. dominated Boston so because Isaiah Thomas was was not the type of player who can compete against the Cavs. Yeah. He's no. different. He fits in the Cavs system much better. 
Yeah, he fits oh, in that system way better. I, I think it's still going to be a blowout. Uh, they're going to okay. make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's still going to be a blowout. The same thing's going to happen as last year. I, the Cavs I, I, are going we'll to get their ass kicked in the finals again like they did last year, but they're going to make it there easily. I'd say they could right. even go 12. We, I need to acknowledge this. Andrew, what the heck? Come on. You know you know, LeBron wanted to hurry out. Kyrie wasn't good enough for him. I'm ex- okay. Boston's winning it all. Boston's winning it all. I think he said this like five minutes ago. Oh, I hope he's still watching this. Yeah. I hope he's still watching this. <laughs> all right, now let's go to football. Matt, hey! Bring, we got to bring in Colin. Yo, bring in the closer. Juwan, thank you so much for coming on, man. What have you want once we come back? Come over here. Yeah, come over here. You sure? Oh. This is inclusive. Wait, Doug, you gotta get out of here. Yeah, Matt. I gotta head out. Doug's gotta go. Matt, you're staying on. Skull, baby. Thanks, man. Sam Bradford coming back till week six, and Teddy Bridgewater is taking us to the Holy Land. Take off your thing, make sure you don't touch I like the table too hard. Teddy, hey, Teddy, hey, Teddy. Don't touch that table too hard. Can we talk about where the Super Bowl is? Your wallet? Yeah, it is. I can stand grab. Where's the Super Bowl? It's in Minnesota. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You won't be there. No, I won't. Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought. Uh, we're going into the NFL and college football topic right now. Thanks for having me on, boys. Colin, welcome to it's, the uh, it's table. Good to have, it's good to be here, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. like the uh, I like the shirts too. We look like a family going touring, like uh, we call it. <laughs> in Israel. <laughs> we look like a family tour in Israel. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Watch the table. Don't knock it off. I like this. Come around. Come around this way. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some college football now. Max, our main man. American conference still looking good. Uh, no, they are. They, they are looking good. good. I think they're looking great. I, I I'm got very excited. pleased. I got excited last week. They had a couple big wins. Yeah. And uh, SMU gave TCU a first quarter scare. They were up big. I saw TCU that. just went ham. I'm looking at the uh, Big Twelve. Uh, Concerning. They still have look, looks I, like. Other than Oklahoma, I swear I think the Americans up there with them. Again, Oklahoma, Kansas, two years ago. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, both yeah, Oklahoma. Both Oklahoma. Both Oklahoma. Both Oklahoma. I'll give it to them. Oh, I mean, you can't. You cannot go against the mullet. I mean, <laughs> no, he's a man. He's 50 now. Uh, but look, <laughs> look, looking at looking he's at man, looking at Kansas, for instance, they lost two games. Well, Kansas is seven. a mess. Texas. They still have a better record than Baylor. Baylor is a mess. West Virginia well, is overrated. Kansas State's overrated, we'll and Tech's gonna lose this week to Houston. So and Texas mean? took USC and Wonder Boy to overtime. USC is well, way they, overrated. I told you that. Don't you? Well, whether USC is overrated or not, the you have to remember Tom Herman. Coaches in big games. The University yeah. of Houston last year went nine and three, three losses conference, two wins against Louisville and against Oklahoma. Tom Herman's teams—they play great in big games. They're phenomenal at losing uh, the uh, what are those games called? The trap games. I don't know if trap, this is the Tom Herman Maryland team. trap game. Not yet, but it's still, it, it wasn't his team in Houston either. Kind of. It no, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was never his team. It was never his team. Was team. Was never his team. Was never team. And that's one. That is no, one. That's one. Great one. one. But they had some good draft picks. The number one, the number one overall draft pick. Not draft pick. He will be the number one yeah. in high school. He was the, oh, so he's the only five-star recruit to not go to a Power 5 conference, too. There was one other guy. It was a, it was a wideout for uh, Southern Miss a few years ago. He went to yeah. Oliver. No, no was, I forget who was the coach, but it was a, t- a Southern Miss. But yeah, Leo Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Alabama. All right, so what, what, what are the big big things that we could take away from last week? Well, I, I think the biggest thing that you take away from last week is, yes, the weakness of the Big 12 outside of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, they have a great chance this week. Uh, Tech plays a non-conference game against Houston. 
which um, that game, Houston is not ranked, Tech not ranked, but, but if Tech, Tech would not lose this game uh, when Mike Leach was the coach there. Right? <coughs> when the Big 12 was a lot of fun with Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, um, Tech would never lose a game like this, but right now I'm pretty sure that they're actually the underdogs in this game. Uh, it's in Houston, but that's a huge game, so the Big 12 is pretty weak. Um, another thing that I think you can take away from last week is that uh, Big Ten is still, in my mind, for real. Uh, Michigan has some serious problems that they just need to need to still figure out. I never, ever, ever read a lot into close games against academies because the triple option They're is so... so Why so do they blew them out, though? Yeah. Uh, we look, in my opinion, I well, would, uh, but, I mean, Army's the Ohio weakest State. out of all of them, though. Army, no, because they beat Navy last year. They're going to beat Navy oh, that's this the first time. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. Navy is definitely the is consistently the strongest, and then it's normally Air Force and Army. I think this year goes Navy, Army, Air Force, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is that the Big Ten looks for real. The Big Ten looks for real, and the SEC does not have a number two team. They don't. Outside I was the same thing. Call Those are my biggest tickets. No, no. Get out of here. Call what you say. But they could prove I, it. They could. I disagree, because here's my thing. Okay. Ohio State, obviously they lost to Oklahoma, and everyone's looking at that, but that's kind of, if you don't, I don't know if you guys remember, Florida State took on Alabama, and the big thing was, all right, either team loses this, they still can get in the playoffs. Yeah. That's the same thing. It's with the same thing. It's the same case. Uh, JT Barrett looked, looked like he struggled, but he came out against Army and kind of re reproved himself. Well, I remember the name. Yes. Army. Yes. It's Army. Still, more confidence, though. More confidence, is right. It's, it, yeah. And that I look at the same way against Virginia Tech when we lost it three years ago. We'll see. We'll see. He has five, three, three of the games, Rutgers, Maryland, and UNLV. UNLV, you got to get this to improve himself, you know. Here's who scares me in the Big Ten is Michigan because I have no so, idea what the hell Wilton Spate's doing. Yeah, and Jim Harbaugh's the quarterback whisperer. Uh, Wilton Spate is like he's he's Joe Flacco of college football. Yeah, he's a flash with an arm. You're telling me he's a you're telling me he's a lead. I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, this 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 week though, this game when it's Penn State at Iowa. That's yeah. a big game. Yeah, yeah. Folks are not looking at this; they are looking over this game. Folks, it is so hard to go into Iowa City and beat Iowa. You saw it last year; they beat Michigan. I agree. They beat them on a last-second field goal. Iowa loves this. It's gonna be a blackout. Also, black yeah, yeah, right. also this is my game days in Iowa City. My favorite game days in New York, right? No, it's in Iowa City. They moved it. They moved it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite thing about uh, games at Iowa and big games out there. Is the fact that they play the right way against ranked teams? It's possession, run. run the clock, <laughs> run to the clock, and special yep. teams. The game, they, are, they will never, ever, ever be blown out. I say that now and watch them get blown out. Don't say that last week. But it, they might, they might lose twenty-seven ten. You know, but it, it doesn't get worse than that normally for them anywhere. Speaking, and that's why it's so speaking on the SEC, finding your second team right here, you've got a, a Mississippi State team who just was just with LSU 31 to 7. But LSU's not We don't know who LSU is. But anyway, even though LSU might not be as great as we make them out to be, we overrate them or the committee overrates them every single year. But you've got Mississippi State at 17, which is a big jump, but that was a huge win over a ranked yeah, team. Was. Then you've got Georgia, which is at 11, and after seeing Notre Dame play last week, they pulled it out in the end, but they looked pretty sloppy. I don't know how great this Georgia team is. They're stellar on defense, stellar um, everywhere except for the quarterback situation. Jake Fromm is yeah. a true uh, freshman. Not great. You watch those games, man, his balls are ducks. Over the air. He was a huge, huge Georgia fan. 
Fromm looked like crap against Notre Dame, and Eason looked like crap in his first two drives against. Remember, it's yeah. in South yeah. Bend. But this is how this is how you get that second SEC team. Yeah, I agree. Is what I'm saying. This, this, is, yeah, this will be the game that determines who that ends. This game is gonna be yeah, in the top five. ten, and then we can view them as the second team. And everyone will say it's gotta be the go-to game because I know Fromm didn't look great when he was a true freshman walking into an environment yeah. like Notre Dame. That's they crazy. They won. And then for the whole Ducks part, I agree with that. But Peyton Manning's quote is, "Yeah, I threw a lot of ducks for touchdowns." He's getting the yeah. ball there. He's got four touchdowns this year as a true freshman. I <coughs> they need to get out of this. Hand it to Michelle and yeah. hand it to yeah. Chubb. Yeah. Mississippi State, this is interesting. Mississippi State, fourth-ranked defense in the country. Yeah. That's going to be the test for them, even though they're at home. Now, Notre Dame is 56. You, you see the four no West West are ahead of They them. play they're Charleston West. Southern, La Tech, and LSU. LSU, again, lost their entire offense with Leonard Fournette leaving this past year. They played nobody until they played this and game. And Darius Geis got hurt in that game. I mean, I don't think uh, LSU's even close look, to what they were before. I, well, here's my thoughts on the Mississippi State-LSU game last week. It showed us a lot more about who LSU is than it did on Mississippi State. Yeah. And I'm the type of person who does not like predictions uh, until we get to a certain point in baseball. I have my 40-game rule. I think it's four um, games in for me. In, in what? Four games of college football. But I'm I was, that's what I was going to say. I, I've always waited four games in because this is what happens. Um, you have teams like SEC teams. Most teams in the country have played two weakish games. Yep. And even if you haven't even played a conference game yet, which some teams won't, you've at least played one relatively good team. Yeah. And you can ask yourself how good or how bad your year can be. Like Ohio at this point, um, you know, they have Eastern Michigan this weekend. Um, they lost to Purdue on the road. They beat Kansas at home. I don't know who they are until this Eastern Michigan game this weekend because they, they beat Kansas like they should have. They shouldn't have lost to Purdue, but Jeff Brown is clearly – Turning things around there. You put a good coach. When you put a good coach with good athletes, normally good things happen. Yes. And a Big Ten school is always going to have at least a few athletes. See, I agree with what you're saying there, but if you look at it, Georgia took on Notre Dame, Mississippi State took on LSU. Regardless of that, of how those teams looked, that's two teams loaded with NFL talent. I think so. You have a chance there playing right there. Nick Fitzgerald looked awesome. Yeah. No, I like him. I like him. No, I like him. You will have kind of kid, right? You. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, it's two Georgia boys going at it. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think the quarterbacks will look good. I, I think that's my game of the week. The only other thing is I see uh, Alabama's taking on Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a 18 and a half. Yeah. They're the best defense in the league. And all the college football. Vandy will have a good year this year. They'll go 8-4, and four, and everybody will celebrate it, but they're not doing better than that. Yeah, year. but they have, they have an 18-and-a-half line against Alabama. And I think they are going to get CBS for the first well, time. That was I mean, that's I think awesome. they covered every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since Cutler was back there. Or uh, George Rogers. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, I think Vanderbilt covers that game, though, because you've got Kyle Shermer, who's, who's a son of an NFL talent, so what hasn't he seen? Well, I think that Vanderbilt covers that game, too, because Alabama's really kind of still figuring themselves out. The Florida State game was kind of odd. They looked terrible against Colorado State, actually. If you watched any of that game, Alabama, even though they won by a good number, it was one of those games where you were like, wow, Alabama's just trying to get out of here. They're not trying to do anything impressive or pretty. They're just trying to get out because got, uh, it was not it was not pretty. I got three upset alerts for this week in the okay. top twenty five matchups. Ooh. Number one, Oklahoma State. Watch out when they play TCU in yeah. Oklahoma Kenny State. Kenny Shrill. Right. I realize that. Now listen, 
TCU been, has been looked over since they had their almost championship run, their final four run a couple years ago. They haven't had defense. They haven't had then. defense. Yes, exactly. They started out 3-0 just like Oklahoma State did this, this past year. They haven't played anyone semi-tough, but they're putting Ooh, up offensive numbers. And that's what you get in the Big 12. No defense is a lot of offense. Giving up 35 points to SMU, that's not very good. But SMU is usually putting up that number when they, when they do score. So they, they don't score, they do put up numbers. How, how 13, 13 point yeah, underdogs. Yeah. That how often do you see that 6 and 16, 13 point 13 underdogs. point underdogs against the 6th ranked Oklahoma State team. Another one, Purdue. I'm yeah, telling you. I agree with that. Michigan, I don't, I don't know if they got the right quarterback right now. And they're 10 point favorites on the road in West Lafayette. I'm saying Purdue's going to come and out. Arguably, and and arguably, I, I said this about Michigan. I, I said... If they're going to lose a game, it would have been a hell of a lot better to have lost to Air Force or Cincinnati because guess what? Losing to Purdue in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten. I mean, one loss in the Big Ten could put you out of the uh, title. Playing in the Big Ten title game, you never know. know. And then then I'm I'm going going to ride the max of doing straight with the Big Ten being the best conference. And the Iowa. I mean, I think road games in the Big Ten at night are especially dangerous. I mean, we saw it last year. You saw Michigan lose to Iowa. Second last week of the regular season, and then you also saw Ohio State lose at Penn State. On the side note, we'll see, this we'll is see. the. Oh, what were you saying? We're, I mean, we're we're kind of forgetting that uh, the Big Ten's performances against non-Big Ten teams in the bowl games last year. I mean, they went three and seven or something. Yeah. We also had horrible matchups because Ohio State should have been in the, in the final four. Penn State could have been, should have been, and they had offense to go up against a Clemson. They had the, the defense was there too. They could have been a shootout game. That could have been the same thing as the Rose Bowl. But we, Ohio State should have been in the should not. That was a really fun I think Rose Penn State Bowl. deserved to be in we, When we were talking back then, you they were your favorites. Yeah, because it's my I'm biased. Yeah, 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 they lost their biased. He admits it. Can I comment on your picks yeah. real quick? Yeah. I, I love your pick for Purdue because I love David Bluff. Purdue's defense They, they is showed awesome. up so far. Yes. Michigan's offense is their kicker. Yes. So I, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more with that. I love that pick. And then you also said you had uh, Oklahoma State Oklahoma. and TCU. Here's why I disagree with that. Yeah. Kenny Trilley is a good player. TCU, they're a good team. Yeah. But Oklahoma State right now has Mason Rudolph, who might be a Heisman guy. Yep. The only guy on that team is, is, is a James White, who might steal that Heisman from him. Probably going to be two top ten. Now, now I'm saying upset wise is watch out for the spread. I think it's already wise a chance. I'm not going to call it upsets because I, I don't want to call that. I'm just saying yeah. upsets from the spread. 13 at points. As a home, as a home team at three thirty against TCU, it could be a three point finish. Yeah. Okay. Not that we care too much about the SEC up here up north, but by the way, best chance in probably forever that Kentucky has to beat Florida this week. Yep. Um, I mean, this this is the the first time in a long time that Kentucky really can say they have a shot to beat Florida. All right. Now let's. That's a straight up. You're you're literally flipping a coin if you're betting on that one. So that, don't bet on that game. That's, that's week that's four right now for the college football. Let's go to the NFL. Do you have more picks? I, I, I'll write them down because I know it's what we're, we're doing all the AFC North games and a couple oh. other games. Colin, you come in on this. Yeah, you did this last week, Matt. You're right now in last place. Yeah, I want to make some picks right now. We're gonna make some picks right now. Losers, loser of this gets a tattoo. I don't have a tattoo, so neither do I. So not yet. So not yet. Don't lose. If I lose this, I'm jumping in the river because I'm not inking myself. But I'll jump in. The river. <laughs> All right. I really, I'm really hoping he picked Andy Reid's last place regardless. Let's talk about. <laughs> that's not banking on. Everyone else gets not last place by Ethan. Then we say, you know, we all decide on the tattoo. Ethan got. He's the one covering the standings. Yeah. He is. So let's go to the first game tomorrow night. 
Yeah. The Farmer, the top two teams out west, the LA Rams against the San Fran 49ers. Oh, What's the line on? The line is right now the Rams on the road, though, two and a half point. Yeah. Favorites. Yeah. Favorites. Favorites. Matt, who you got in this game and why? Uh, the Rams. You're, you're, you're saying they're covering the two and a half points. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because San Francisco doesn't have a good home crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is, that is a very valid statement. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not false. It's the Niners have no quarterback. That's their problem. Okay, now Colin, what do you got in that game? I gotta go Rams too, man. I just think I think Jared Goff's like starting to become for real. I think Sean McVay's system's working perfectly for him. Like when they got in there, they were kind of on sync. Jeff Fisher, Mr. Seven Nine, Mr. Eight and Eight, like he's he's more of a run the football. He's kind of old school. Sean McVay's a new school guy. Um, also, that defense with Wade Phillips is insane. I mean, that that could be a real contender out west based on how the Seattle Seahawks looked uh, first two weeks. So. Yeah, I gotta go Rams in this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go Rams. You got uh, Goff and Gurley against uh, Carlos Hyde and Brian. Hey, go back, guys, baby. <laughs> so, there's oh, Alright, this is the cool stat about this game. This is the two youngest and newest coaches in the NFL. Uh, I personally like Kyle Shanahan from the Atlanta Falcons. They you know they blew his offensive guys. He is an offensive yeah. guru. You know what? I think Brock remember he won eleven games with Matt Schaub as his quarterback in Houston. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I think they're they're going to win this game. They're going to cover the spread. So I'm going to be the only person so far to pick the Niners. So yeah. you better hope for a one point Ram win. Yeah, let's go Ram. <laughs> See, they can go cover two. They can win a field goal by two. What? Who do you got? All right, so. Basically, right now, this is your winner, right? Your leader right now in the I hate that we have to pick this game because yeah, I think it's, a, it's pretty it's, much yeah, it's a bad game, it's really and bad I think it's pretty much a toss-up toss because up. Hoyer's going to win a couple of games at some point uh, because he's the random quarterback who throws for four touchdowns one week. That's what happened this week. And then four three picks the next. Three this picks, week yeah. it's happened, folks. Uh, I'm going to go Rams in this one, though. Uh, Lynch is still rebuilding those Niners. Okay, second game. Uh, wow, we got to... You know, 9.30 a.m., we're going out to across the bay. Long. <laughs> the pond, excuse me, across the pond. All the way to England, we have the Baltimore Ravens and Collins team over here. Now, they're technically on the road in Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville's home game. Um, That's pretty much. Right? I mean, it's what it is. It's their home game. They're going to be they're gonna wear their home jerseys. <laughs> Jacksonville is underdogs as the home team by three and a half points. Colin, this is your team. You start off this one, bud. Yeah, uh, a lot of people calling the uh, Baltimore Ravens the alpha males of the FC North. So, I like the... I like them a lot. I think Blake Bortles is going to be over the bay in London, across the pond in London. I think he's he's going to be going after those London honeys. He knows Sam Darnold, but Josh Rosen's coming for his job next year. He's just going to be cooling it. Ravens defense takes advantage of him. Give him the Ravens. Give him the Ravens by 17. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm going to say Ravens on this one, too. I mean, you, I can't believe that it's only a three-and-a-half point line, actually. I thought it would be like five-and-a-half, six-and-a-half. Uh, the Ravens have really performed really well throughout this season. Jaguars, that was a big surprise in Houston. but uh, Great pick. I'm going to tell you that. Great pick. He was so good. Jags confident. always win in week one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. Well, maybe they'll lose the rest. Oh, yeah. it's going to happen. But are you, yeah, I'm going last. In this okay, one. all right. So, uh, thank you to the Baltimore Ravens defense for eating my fantasy team this past week. No These problem. guys are turnover machines. Eight turnovers through the first two games. Uh, pitched a shutout against the Bengals. Uh, did yep. their thing against the Browns, which isn't very hard to do, but they accomplished that goal. So, uh, you know, easy easy money on the Ravens this week against Jacksonville. I know I picked Jacksonville in Week One. I'm not a Jacksonville homer. That was just. A lucky pick there. So I'm going back to the Ravens over Jacksonville. I'd say that they're probably going to collect another two or three turnovers again this weekend. Cool. Ravens. Yeah, I think it's a full sweep there with the Ravens being Jacksonville. Oh, man, I'm sorry. With everyone does. I'm sorry. First of all, I just have a question. Why does the NFL continuously schedule the Jacksonville Jaguars over in one? No, because they're they're owner, their owner, owner wants it because that counts as their, their home game and that counts as their month. Like, they and don't want and Khan, he owns uh, uh, Manchester United. Oh, jeez. Like, Their owner is. Yeah, He owns Man City or Manchester United. Yeah. He's, he's from over there, and he owns the Jaguars. They've got just a big fan base. They've got that cut against the Saints, too, that the Jaguars really do. But, well, uh, going to their yeah, games is like a part full. Yeah, it, it's really oh, kind of cool. Right now, they're 2 and 2. This is their fifth game over there, 2 and 2, history wise. I'm thinking. Jaguars. You pick the Jaguars. <laughs> this is gonna be the game that Blake Bortles goes off. Those five touchdowns. Maybe he does. He big. will do that one. Maybe one week. I might pick him up in fantasy. Right? Fantasy quarterback. He might throw five touchdowns, but he's gonna be the Ravens pick. Staying in so. the AFC North, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are two and zero. These are some bad games this week with the AFC North. Oh, we're not doing Broncos. No, no, we're not gonna do it. With the AFC North and then okay. the primetime games. Okay. Against and at the Chicago Bears. The oh, Bears. The Bears. Pittsburgh's on the road at minus seven and a half. Max McDoolin. This is this is Pittsburgh. I mean they and they should they should cover. That's a dangerous one to bet just because seven and a half in the NFL is always scary. I got over right when the first but, week was three and a half. I said no, don't ever pick over the three and a half because it's a dangerous spread. But, yeah, but I, I would say it's <laughs> such a bad spread. Yeah, I mean, I think this answer is pretty clear by now if you've been watching before. Definitely gonna go with my Steelers. Got you but Steelers you know, it, you it has been a bit of a challenge in the first two weeks for Pittsburgh. We've been watching Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you know, kind of have a little bit of a rough transition from his uh, leisurely offseason, if you will. Then he joined the team for training camp, decided to come, uh, you know, a couple days into September. And uh, I don't really think it's a great decision to be quite honest with you. He hasn't looked like the same running back he was That's last wild. year. And that may be because people are finally figuring his, his style out. And yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think that's really what it is. You're watching people in the box take their time with him. They're not engaging uh, on the first bite. They're waiting for him to make the first move. Whereas last year, uh, he waited for them to make the first move. So I think if Le'Veon Bell can pick up his running game, the Steelers are uh, you know, good he needs to be in good hands. But if, if the NFL is able to moderate uh, you know, his yards, we're going to have a problem in Pittsburgh because then you, then you become a little bit uh, singular-minded with the passing game. And then 
that's going to be able to uh, kind of continue. That's, cool. that's my diabetes stuff. Don't worry about that, guys. Oh, I think I'm going high. You all right, buddy? Yeah, I'm fine right now. Uh, the funny thing is about this, I didn't realize this. Collins of from Baltimore. He's a Ravens fan. Jackson's a Cleveland guy. I'm a Cincinnati guy, and you're the Pittsburgh guy. So we got the whole AFC North here. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with the the Pittsburgh Steelers here at minus seven and a half. I think they'll blow out the Bears. Uh, Cohen, the running back for the Bears, Tariq Cohen. Watch out for the guy. Uh, HBCU product. There you go. This guy is absolutely. I know there's a lot of chatter about Trubisky starting this game too. I think they said oh. they're going with Glennon uh, this yeah. week too. Yeah, but, uh, keep with that storyline for the next few. The Bears, the Bears lost by almost twenty to the Bucks uh, last week. I think more than twenty Steelers. No, it was like twenty-three to seven. Twenty-six to twenty-nine. Sorry, I'll let you want me to look at it. It's fine. Oh, twenty-nine to seven. No worries. Anyway, same thing. I got the Steelers. Jackson, that phone who you got? This is totally a bias here. I'm actually going with the Bears because it's seven and a half. I think the Steelers are going to win. I hate Big Ben on the road. I hate Big Ben on the yeah, road. He's not good on the road. Uh, right now, Mike Glennon has put up more passing yards than him this season. They kept uh, The Bears kept it close at home against the defending NFC champion uh, Atlanta Falcons. So yeah. I, I really think the Bears are going to keep it close. I think the Steelers are going to win. I think they're a better team, obviously. But I think seven and a half. I'm going to go Bears. Okay. Matt? I think the Bears are hey, a little shocking world. Yeah. I think uh, they're going to catch everybody by surprise. This is a Steeler game to lose, too. They always yeah. find ways. Yeah. Early on in the regular season, uh, to lose the teams that they should be. Look at that trouncing exactly. a couple years ago to Philadelphia. This? Everybody was hot on Pittsburgh, and they came yeah. out and lost 34 to three. Oh yeah. I don't want to say it has oh, that yeah. feel, but I, I mean, I can see it going that way. I'm not going to see the Bears completely, uh, you know, being out of the question. But. Well, don't forget about this. Last year, they also lost to the Dolphins because everyone was getting drunk in Miami. Chicago's a fun time. Okay. So I, I can see Antonio Brown up there trying to knock up an IG model. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Now it's the game of the week. The two, the zero and two Browns <laughs> at the zero and two Colts. About the only game the Browns are favored. Yeah, the favorite. By how much, much, folks? One <laughs> point. This is a toss up. Who do you got in this game? We'll start with the Browns fans. So I got the Browns, man. The Colts have been looking terrible, and the Browns looked bad last game. But that's because Kaiser had a. But migraine and still played. If you've ever had a migraine in your life, you know that you can't throw the ball because migraine. And no, I don't know about that. But anyway, I think that the Cleveland defense looks way better than the Colts offense. Uh, Cleveland wins this game. I'd say you by a touchdown. Jacoby Brissett's the starting quarterback. You go with Jacoby Brissett. Colts <laughs> by one. That's not big of Colts. All right, I'm gonna go with the Colts too. Thank you. <laughs> Who you got? Uh, I really want to pick the Browns, but I, I, I just can't. This team that won one in 15 last year. They actually look like an NFL team right now, which is really, I'm so happy to see that. And I think it'll be the same thing this week. Kaiser makes a few really pretty passes. They, they, we feel like they're in the game. Browns fans think to themselves, this is really fun to actually watch a real team. <laughs> but then by the end of the game, you almost got lulled to sleep and you realize that they lose. Um, you know, the final's going to be something, you know, relatively close, but the Colts win. Colts win? Colts win. Colts win? I'm, I'm going Browns in this yeah. one, man. I, the, Colts, the Colts quarterback situation is so awful. They're just they're waiting for Andrew Luck to get back. I, I like the Browns in this one, man. All right, in the last AFC North game, we'll go through these quick. The Bengals at the Packers. The Bengals have looked absolutely god-awful. There are two picks I've gotten wrong because I'm too biased with them. On the road, minus nine, they got a new offensive coordinator. Soon to be new head coach to start a quarterback. Max Petula, please take this away. I want to hear what you've got to say about this. They're minus nine. 
underdogs at Green Bay. Cincinnati Bengals are an absolute mess. They are an absolute Andy mess. Andy Dalton cannot play without an innovative offensive coordinator. Everybody has been saying that, uh, you know, oh, Andy Dalton's regressed, these types of things. Look, I've been on the Andy train for a long time. The fact of the matter is that there's a chance the Bengals are 0-5 by their bye week. If that happens, then you got to go to A.J. McCarron and give him the reins, and I hope that the Cincinnati Bengals do that if that happens. But this week they're going to cover that nine points. Wow! Spread. I got the Bengals covering nine points. There's no way they go three games without scoring a touchdown. There's no way. There is you no know, way. If you don't score a touchdown this game, Marvin has to go. There's some serious some issues. Some serious issues going on with the offense weapons they got. We're going to get blown out this And the game. defense looks great. I hope I'm wrong on this pick so bad. I really do. Aaron Rodgers is going to torch this team because the defense will be on the field for like the entire game. <laughs> I got Green Bay. I feel so bad for our defense. Like, they, they played so, <laughs> so well. Again, it's beeping. We're fine. I hope we just leave Andy Dalton in Green Bay as well. Green Bay by 14. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Green Bay also. They had a bad game last week against against um, the uh, Falcons. You know, no, that's no, just no. Houston. Green Bay played the oh, Falcons. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they had a bad game last week. Uh, that's just because they relied too much on Aaron Rodgers, but they're not facing the uh, <laughs> NFC championship. It, champions, sorry, I can't talk. But they're not facing them. They're, uh, Cincinnati gets their butts kicked this game probably by 14 points. That's what I said, too. Yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying that you have to consider that the Packers may be without Jordan Nelson this week. Mm-hmm. They may be without Randall Cobb this week. So a few weapons a few weapons that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have in his arsenal uh, you know, may make the game closer than a lot of people I'm think it is. I'm not saying that Cincinnati is going to win, but this does kind of feel like a trap game for me uh, in the sense that I, I don't know if the Bengals are really as bad as an 0-3 team. Uh, this, this, I mean, they might be. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a Pittsburgh fan, and I'm saying that I think the Bengals are better than 0-3. I think the Bengals are going to compete this week. Uh, you got to consider also that Aaron Rodgers did get good. blown out. When does Aaron Rodgers lose back-to-back weeks that badly? Not often. Uh, I, I'll go with them covering the spread. I'm okay. going to they winning now. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Max. Colin and Matt. Yeah, did you want to go first? Go first. Okay. Um, the only thing that makes me happier in life than the Ravens winning is Cincinnati losing. What has the Bengals ever done to you? You should hate Pittsburgh. I hate Cincinnati. We're never going to matter both. I hate Cincinnati. I hate Skyline Chili. Well, that's just one of the I hate Northern Kentucky by extension. No, Kentucky uh, sucks. Is, by the way, Juan is. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like my perspective on Cleveland. Yeah, you know. I hate Grater's ice cream. Oh, oh my god, you're too far! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it. Stop it. I, love, I love Joey Votto. Okay. I love Marty Gilliard and Zach Valeros. Yes! Oh my goodness, I want to kiss you. <laughs> no. They're great. However, uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing home at, at Lambeau. I can't times. believe we just had Marty Gilliard and Zach Valeros. Podcast. We're ending our podcast right now. What's your name? What's your name? Uh, come, 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 come on the podcast. Whoa, she's excited. Hey, podcast. Sorry to be a vibe kill, but it's 10 p.m. No, we're getting out of here right now. We're getting out of here right now. We're sorry. We're leaving out of here. We're, we're getting kicked out. Who do you so mad? Who do you have real quick? We're going to get your number. And I'm out. And I'm leaving. Green Bay by the Okay, that's fine. 
Alright guys, well that's it for us. We'll finish the, the picks and we'll put it on Twitter. Everyone out there, out else out there, be safe and have fun. Go Bucks and go please, Bucks. please Bengals win. <laughs> Let me end this podcast. I'm